out of the singular spell that had just overwhelmed them. Pat and Cassandra exchanged a complicit look, as if to suggest that they would walk together in this story. Back on the Cinquecento, to risk God knows what safety, Pat decided to tackle one of the thorniest issues. I'm not sure this is the true reality. Do I make any sense here? But we must understand how to proceed and how to behave. Cassandra smiled. Pat is a linear boy, she thought. He is struggling. I'm hungry, she said, pointing to a cracker barrel chain diner on the way to Newark, just after leaving Manhattan and Brooklyn. The fact that we are hungry, thirsty, and personally also sleepy makes me think that we are still bodily. Pat began to browse the menu, continuing to think of Plotinus and the principle of incorporeity. I need something to drink. Do you want something, Cassandra? Oh yes. I would like a glass of red wine, please. That's a great idea. But can I have a white wine, please? Surprisingly, his thoughts seemed to fit perfectly with the idea of Mama's French toast he had just ordered. And he smiled and started to relax now that the wine had arrived. Cheers, Cassandra. Cheers, Pat. Cassandra had fire in her eyes and was looking around like a cat waiting to find the most suitable corner for a stakeout. The jukebox was playing something by Boston and Cassandra grimaced. Well, if you don't like it, you can always try to change it with your superpower. He said while sipping his white wine. Cassandra stood up. And as it happened at the theatre, she stretched out a hand to the sky in the direction of the jukebox. And everything around them seemed to take on the appearance of some incandescent fluid as if using a magic wand. Cassandra gave a blow to the jukebox 
that suddenly began playing Thelonious Monk Then she looked at Pat who didn't even seem too surprised and she sat back in her place as if nothing had ever happened We have to go a little deeper and push ourselves further I feel if we didn't we would be trapped in this dimension and in doubt forever he said stretching his credit card to the waitress Cassandra went to drink some of her red and noticed the pat was drinking her wine what are you doing just seeing if I can steal your wine Cassandra then started to drink his white wine that was on the table without putting it to her mouth but Pat saw the wine move downwards oh that is amazing how on earth are we doing this really good wine by the way but please forgive me I shouldn't have done that let me make it up to you and order another glass of red and white for us and I wonder if you would care to dance Pat pointed at the jukebox and make love by room five and Oliver Cheatham started to play Cassandra and Pat started to dance they started to let themselves go despite the strange looks from the other diners Cassandra looked like she was enjoying herself and put on Slave to the Rhythm by Grace Jones they went back to their table hot and smiling and started to eat well we definitely need to talk said Pat can we do it after sleeping I'm exhausted let's find a motel and we'll think about it tomorrow morning of the huge neon sign in the courtyard entered the room forcefully through worn cotton curtains that had probably witnessed years of clandestine stories all these stories swirled in the ether the melody of breathing the illicit shapes and tones of flesh the hands clutching at the bedspread the questions about what is real and what is fraudulent 
the layers of complicity, the forests of leaves drenched in rain that comes from the lies, the same rain that comes from the truth, all of it mixed up in a surreal soup, touching the deep networks that flow underground, subliminal and unauthorized, under thoughts and under feelings, silent outside the law, outside the system, Outside the sequence, the hotel room is never closed in that sense. The echoes keep on coming and going, spilling all over one another. The constant traffic of the erotic lines of paradise pulsing in electric curves and sand waves through the hustle and tussle, the warm breeze of different needs, the slow harmonics of different resonances, the gold mine of difference everywhere. The sexual velvet latencies creating different rhythms, different realities. They both lay down on the bed, fully clothed, exhausted, and worn out. Pat closed his eyes and started to daydream. He let his mind wander. Time was slowing down. Echoes were melting into soft, liquid tones. The real was fading away. His mind took his habitual steps into porn, the constant need for sex, the dangerous mind sedated by the ritual, the prayers of the flesh, keep this body away from death, let the artifice of fear and anxiety collapse, color and soften the dark edges of hurt and loneliness. Make the climax lick the spasm to prolong the forgetting. Make the body Shiver in a silver film of Kodak 
hormones, the images in his brain become jarred and confused. He was still watching porn, but he had not seen this scene before. It was different. And then he realized he was watching Cassandra's porn. Cassandra had switched the porn the same way. They had switched the wine earlier. She was watching his porn. Pat thought, this is so fucked up. The mirage of images started to unlock and unfold. He knew he was out of his depth, but there was nothing he could do. He just had to go with the flow. Cassandra slept dressed and Pat continued to feel restless and anxious to find some answers. The thing that most disturbed him was the presence of confused memories, conditioned reflexes and above all of an attitude to reasoning and making decisions that seemed rooted in studies and readings with a strong philosophical subtext. After all, he had found himself sharing this space, real or unreal, with a stranger. And this fact for him could not be accidental. Part of the answers he was looking for would have been found thanks to Cassandra, who instead seemed to have accepted all this without too much anxiety, and who did not even seem to worry about her new superpower. Perhaps Cassandra knew more than she wanted to admit. Oh, and that was even more tragic. She was not interested in knowing the truth. Without even realizing it, Pat had stretched out his arm towards Cassandra and a few minutes later, he had fallen asleep with her head on his chest. <laughs>